Hi, it's Tap Horner. Thanks for tuning in today to the Forish Success Podcast, an inspirational program about overcoming the I'm Too Small mindset, redefining success, and growing your lifestyle business legacy without fear. And now, here's your host, my beautiful wife and Christian business mentor, Katie Horner. Are you stuck in your office spinning your wheels? Is it time for you to get away from your business so you can focus on the business? Maybe a retreat? I'm Katie Horner of the For Your Success podcast, and though my husband and I started out in full-time ministry, living well below the poverty line, our six-figure business now gives us ministry opportunities that far outweigh the ones we had in full-time ministry. Join me and my husband, Tap, on April 30th at the Get Out of the Boat Christian Business Virtual Retreat to recharge your batteries and let us show you how fun it can be to walk out your faith in your business with joy and confidence. Because doing the business that God created you to do can be your best worship. The Get Out of the Boat Christian Business Retreat is April 30th from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. and you can attend from anywhere online. We can't wait to see you there. You can get all the info and register for your ticket right now at getoutoftheboat.com. Hey, welcome. It's Katie again, and I'm so excited to have you with us today talking about being an accountable queen in episode number 134. I'm going to give you four key character traits to develop to be an accountable business owner or leader in today's marketplace. And all of these are based in the overarching question of what could I be doing right now to make a difference. I do want to remind you though that our get out of the boat retreat is coming up tomorrow. If you're hearing this on Thursday, the day that we always publish our new episodes, then tomorrow, April 30th is our get out of the boat retreat for Christian business owners like you. And I don't want you to miss this. If you haven't got your ticket already, we would love to have you join us. There's still seats available. Head on over to getoutoftheboat.com and get your ticket so you can join us tomorrow for that 11 to 7 event online. We would love to have you there. It's going to be a great day, great teaching, great fellowship. It's going to be a huge inspiration and encouragement to you. Getoutoftheboat.com. We'd love to see you tomorrow. So what does accountability actually mean? I've got some notes and I've got a book to share again today and all kinds of things that we're going to use in this episode. But first, I looked up the definition online of the word accountable. And the definition that I found says regarding a person, someone who is required or expected to justify their actions or decisions to be responsible. So this could be someone who is being held accountable for their actions. They are giving a report. They're giving a reason for what they do. And if we look up the word responsible, responsible means having an obligation to do something or having control over or care for someone or something as part of your job or your role. So if you're responsible for things, then you are essentially in charge. And a lot of us are in charge of a lot of things, aren't we? And so this brought me to think about a book that I love and I I use a lot in my business. It's called QBQ, The Question Behind the Question by John G. Miller. And this is something that I love to use with my new Queens coaching clients. I love to use it with new virtual assistants that I might hire. Something that I ask these new people in my world to go through because I think it's such a foundational piece of being a good leader in the marketplace. And so this is something that we 
believe is foundational to having something that functions well in a community aspect because everybody needs to understand and be on the same page in terms of personal accountability. So what does that mean? Well, let me read this quote to you from the book QBQ by John G. Miller, in which he says, quote, turning our thinking around and asking more personally accountable questions is one of the most powerful and effective things we can do to improve our organizations and our lives, end quote. So this has to do with thinking, no surprise there, I'm sure, right? Uh, turning our thinking around to ask more personally accountable questions. So this is the question behind the question. What can I do to make a difference? I'm not asking what the problem is, all right? I'm not asking whose fault is this or who needs to take care of this. I'm asking what can I do to make a difference? And this goes back to our teachings on truth, right? What is the truth of the situation? What can I control? I can only control what I do and how I respond to this. And if so, then what can I do to make a difference? And so in our businesses, when we're thinking about accountability, there may be things and people that we're accountable to or for. We may have shareholders, your husband, family members. We may be accountable to those who work for us, employees or subcontractors, clients, right? When we get to that point, we may even be accountable to the government in terms of taxes and those kinds of things, right? A legitimate business, there's all kinds of government things that we have to be aware of and accountable for that we're required to do on a regular or a repeating basis in order to run this business, to turn things in, to track things, to be accountable, your finances, right? Some of us are being accountable to coaches, I know a lot of my clients have given me permission to speak into their lives so that they can be accountable to me for certain decisions that they're making in their business. And that's a great way to practice the personal accountability in your business is to have someone that you bounce things off of, someone that you talk through decisions with before you make them. We have personal accountability. We have business accountability in our Queen's Coaching Group when we set our goals for each quarter. And then every week when we come back together, the queens will report in on their goals. What did you do towards meeting this quarterly goal? What did you not get done? What went well? What didn't go well? Every week, sharing those wins, showing up and giving an account, being accountable for how you're progressing towards those goals in our coaching calls, right? That's what being accountable means. But being accountable, I think also it includes four different things, like I said at the beginning. To be accountable to someone, you've got to be able to say, I'm not sure, right? You've got to be coachable. And that's the thing. You've got to be willing to accept advice, willing to accept coachability in order to be accountable for things. So for example, in a recent launch of one of our courses, mid-launch, I was uneasy to say the least. I went back to some of my coaches and said, okay, this is where things are. This is what we're doing. This is where we are. And it looks like things are not going the way I want them to. What else can I do to turn this ship around? What else can I do to encourage more people to take this offer that we're making or to get this help that we're offering? And so then listening to their suggestions, listening, big key there, taking what people suggested, implementing the things that made sense for us and able to see ultimately more people to come into that program as a result of being coachable. And I think that's a big part of being accountable is being coachable. Secondly, I think it's important to be responsible. 
accountable and responsible, I believe, are two different things. And I think responsibility fits underneath of the big picture of accountability. So when you're being responsible, that means we're taking it upon ourselves to report in, to report it on the things that we are in charge of or that we said we would do. And so another example, if you take a business loan, you agree to a certain fee and a certain payment timeline, right? You take that responsibility. It's on you. They're not necessarily going to be checking up on you and saying, did you pay this? Obviously, if you're late, then there's more fees that you have to be responsible for, right? But the point I'm making here is that when you're responsible, the load is on you. The responsibility is on you to get that paid off by a certain date, to go back and check in and say, this is where we are, right? And if it's something where, where you come back and, and maybe you even have to present a plan for how you plan to pay it off. This is what we're planning to do. And this is what I think is going to happen. And this is how we plan to get this paid off by the state. So the reporting factor is all on you. You're responsible for the reporting, for the going back and making those deposits to pay back the money that was borrowed, right? And so there's nobody checking up on you necessarily saying, did you do that? Did you remember? Like we think of teenagers, right? Sometimes teenagers or or small children need to be reminded. I asked you to do that yesterday. Did you do that? Nobody's nagging you when you're an adult, when you're a business owner, when you're the leader in the marketplace. Nobody's over there checking up on you to be sure that you did it. It's on you. You have to be responsible to report in and say how it's going. So coachability, number one. Number two, responsibility. Number three has to do with self-governing. And this plays along with the whole responsibility idea, but it's, it's even more of that. What can I do to make a difference? What do I need to do to change myself to be able to do this job better? Or what do I need to change about my schedule or about my habits or about the people who are helping me in order to be sure that I can do what I've promised to do, that what I've committed to gets fulfilled? What do I need to change to be sure that the people working for me do a better job or can turn their things in on time? What do I need to change, right? Self-governing. How can I control what I can control to do a better job at what I've committed to do or what I'm called to do? What are the things in my control, in my sphere that I can adjust to be able to make a bigger difference with what we're doing here? And then the fourth thing, the last thing that I would say under accountability is humility. And when I think about us being accountable as leaders or as queens in our spheres of influence, I think about being humble in part of that, right? I'm accountable to get this done, but if I get stuck or if I find I don't know what to do next, then I need to have the humility to go and ask for help. I need to be willing to admit that I don't have it all together all the time. That I'm just human like everyone else. There's still things that I need to learn. There's still things I can learn from other people, both older and younger than me, with more experience. And so having that humility that says, hey, I'm stuck. I need help. I don't know what to do. I don't know what the next step is. And asking for that extra perspective and wisdom from those who are there to give it to us. I love to see my queens asking for help from one another within the community of our coaching clients because it means that they value one another. And it means that they're showing that humility that is so key to the personal accountability that will make you successful as a leader in business. And it also means that they're being honest with themselves and they're not deceiving themselves about what they can and can't do. They're being honest and they're showing up to say, yeah, I don't know how to do that. I need some help. And so that's why we encourage questions in our communities. 
encourage our people to share their struggles, to ask their questions, to ask for prayer even, because we want to be able to encourage and to help. And we can't do that if you're not willing to share where you're struggling. And so in your business, how can you be more accountable? How can you combine this idea of being coachable, of being personally responsible, of self-governing in terms of setting your own schedule, adjusting your own schedule, showing up and reporting in when necessary? How can you include humility to admit when you need help and to go find the answers that you need to be successful? And all of this kind of brings me back around to Proverbs 31. And I know that this is a passage that gets overused sometimes. She's not necessarily a queen, but she was definitely the queen of her household. And the verse in that passage that specifically comes to mind is Proverbs 31, verse 27. And I'm going to read it here. It says, she looks well to the ways of her household, and she does not eat the bread of idleness. And I think that's a big point here with accountability too, just to wrap all this together. It's not saying that it's bad to have downtime. We all need downtime. I took some downtime last week to celebrate our 14th anniversary of moving to Mexico with my husband, right? We all need that rest. Scripture is very clear that we all need a Sabbath. We all need some downtime. However, taking a Sabbath or taking a rest and being idle are two entirely different things. And I think when it comes to being an accountable leader, an accountable queen, idleness is not a word that fits us. It is not, it should not be an adjective that people use to describe us. I think it's the complete opposite. She looks well to the ways of her household. She looks well to the ways of her business. She doesn't eat the bread of idleness. She's always asking, what could I be doing right now to make a difference? And sometimes what you need to be doing is resting, is seeking God's direction, is asking for help, is reporting in. What could I be doing right now to make a difference? I hope you'll be asking that question in your business from here on out as well. Thank you so much for being with us today. Head on over to foryoursuccesspodcast.com. Leave us a review. We'd love hearing from you. And I do hope to see you at one of our events in the near future. I want to honor you for taking time to invest in yourself and your business by listening in today. The Forest Success Podcast is brought to you by Katie Horner of handprintlegacy.com. Wherever you're listening, please leave us a comment or review. For show notes and links to the resources mentioned in today's episode, visit www.warriorsuccesspodcast.com. And remember, your message matters. You've been so caught up in figuring out how to market your business the quote right way, you found yourself overwhelmed and your dream a little muddied. What if a simple mindset reset could help you realign your vision, refine your expectations, and revive that dream for your business? I'm Katie Horner, author of The Flamingo Advantage, and for two decades, I've been teaching business owners just like you how to make your business and marketing decisions with faith, with clarity, and with purpose, empowering God's people to live out their best worship through the business. My framework teaches how to realign your mindset and your business practices with God's Word so that you no longer operate in fear or lack of criticism, but in confidence and powerful intention. I'd love to invite you to grab a free copy of my book, Just Pay Shipping, at freeflamingobook.com. You, my friend, have an advantage, and your uniqueness helps you live out God's purpose for you in the world. freeflamingobook.com.